Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of RCM Podcast. Remember country music. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus. And today we got a fun one. We got the dudes from Downtime, Dawson and Simeon. Guys, welcome. Thanks for joining the show. I appreciate it. Going on, brother. Glad to be here. Awesome. Hey, these guys, if you guys don't know them right now, trust me, you will. I promise you, you will. They're putting out some great music. Um, They're two uh, young dudes, 20 years old. Man. If uh, anyone knows who I am, you know that I'm 22 and I'm not doing half the shit that these guys are doing. So um, they're young. They're awesome. I'm really excited to talk to them. And uh, I'm really excited for, for everyone out there listening to uh, kind of get their kind of get their name in their head, their music on their playlists. So why don't you just give a background about a little bit about yourselves? Um, kind of you can do each individually if you want, and then we can kind of get into the duo as a whole. Um, but yeah, just kind of give everyone just a, like I like to say here on the uh, on the podcast here, I like to say the Spark Notes version, the only thing that got me through college. Um, give them like the short the short <laughs> version of kind of who you two are. Yeah. Um. So for me, I'm from Rome, Georgia. Um, decided that I started loving guitar probably about beginning of high school, and um, didn't really know if I could do anything with it. So at the time, I kind of plugged into a worship band at my church, and that's just kind of where I started playing. And um. It's kind of where it was for me. I played uh, baseball, thought that's what I was going to go do in college. Um, and then started looking for colleges and figured I wasn't going to play baseball. So came to Jacksonville State and um, had absolutely zero intention on doing music whatsoever. Just kind of guitar was a pastime for me, but it was something I loved and uh, always wanted to do it, but never really had like a platform or anything like that. So that's kind of just. Um, I would say early stages of just, you know, figuring out my love for music was just through guitar and growing up like that. But um, so, yeah, I would say that's kind of a, a quick little little thing on me. Awesome. Simi, what's up with you, bud? Um, for me, I'm from White Plains, Alabama, small town. Got a bunch of trees. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I've always loved music. Um, my dad kind of implanted the old roots with, you know, Little River Band and Waylon Jennings and all them. So I, I kind of grew up on that music. Um, I grew up playing piano uh, in church and in rock and worship music. And I kind of got more into country music as I graduated high school. I picked up a guitar about a year and a half ago, um, probably two years now, and started playing rock and country music. Um, and I really just, I really fell in love with it. Fell in love with guitar and fell in love with country music even more than I did and um, I kind of just when we met and we we met at college um, we're in the same fraternity so that's how kind of we came together and we were like you know you want to play I mean you play you want to do this so started booking shows and kind of started getting our feet in the door um, but I guess that would be how I kind of grew to so, love it. So how do you so you guys met you guys met at your fraternity you met in college which is great but how do you do you have like the two of you have like jam sessions prior saying like you want to do this? Do you just like did you like just whip out the guitars or or or, or um, the piano and just and just play and just sing? Like how how do you how do you finally come to the point where you're like, hey, let's make let's create a duo out of this? Because like sometimes for 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 both of you, I'm I'm sure that that you see that duos are less and less common, or duos or groups, and you know they're less and less common because um, there has to be some sort of chemistry there. So how do you finally find that chemistry and just say? Let's shoot the shit and let's see what happens. 
Yeah. Um, good old room 933 was uh, <laughs> what we call it. And like I said, we uh, we met during during our rush week. Um, we were in the same pledge class. And uh, again, he was like, I play guitar. And I was like, hell yeah, I do too. And so from there, it just kind of turned into um, – let's jam like when we're bored because you know we both like to play and there just wasn't a lot of people around who did the same and so that's really all it started out as was hey you want to jam and we weren't writing we weren't you know talking about playing places it was literally just like hey you want to play some chords and I play lead on it or flop or just you know it's just literally jamming and so um that's just kind of where that started to build I would say and um, slowly through doing that and just a couple months later we kept playing more and we're like dude I mean we both play like you want to you want to try to maybe see what we can do with this and um, so yeah I would say that it really just started as just a pastime of just hanging out and then just kind of growing closer through music and just hanging out together too so yeah, yeah that's awesome I um, do you guys have a did you have a go-to like a like a couple of go-to songs that you guys play together all the time or was it just whatever um, I say probably giving you up, Kelly yeah, Marlowe. For is probably sure. one of our favorites. Yeah. Um, Temporary Love by Muscadine. We like Muscadine a lot. Yeah. Those are definitely like two guys um, that we think we're sure. somewhat similar with and just like look up to as far as music and stuff like that. Yeah, they're crazy. They're nuts. They they're, what they're doing, and I think I think they're doing this the correct way. I think they're they're. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, signing like a record deal. Like that's what everyone wants to do. Right. But, but they know that they can do it a different way if they want to, and their path is different and they're not necessarily genre. I mean, yeah, they're country music. Right. But yeah, they got so much of the shit going on. They, they, they put out traditional stuff. They put out very rock stuff. Like they got they so do what much. They want. Exactly. Exactly. So sick. And it's incredible. And they have this huge fan base behind them and they're amazing. They're awesome. So I think that's, that's really cool. If that's something that, that those are two guys that, that you guys kind of like look up to and, 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 sure. and emulate after, because if you think about it too, um, when I started listening to Muscadine, I think it was, I don't know, when was that first, that first record they put out was, um, the 2018 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw Angel on YouTube back in high school. Like it had like, you know, no views. I was like, who are these guys? And yeah. immediately from that one song, I was like, yeah, all right. These, and it's know. crazy. It's crazy to see in that short time, how much they've, they've just absolutely exploded. Yep. Yeah. Right. So listen, I think it's cool. I think it's super cool. And um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, I, I like that you guys are, that, that you guys are looking up to the young guys that are kind of doing a similar way that you guys are doing it. And, yeah. um, and uh, that's fun. That's, that's really fun. So you guys, you guys, are, you guys go to Jacksonville state and uh, you're obviously college kids and you have two singles out. Not a lot of college kids can say that they have two songs out. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, you have you put out alone. That was your first single, and then you put out one night stand, which I think is funny, by the way. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna tell you that I think it's really funny that you put out a song called Alone and a song called One Night Stand, which are two polar opposites yeah. of the spectrum. So yeah. the line in Alone or the chorus in Alone is I still play your voicemails on on my phone while I'm getting ready for a night out, trying to uh, tear up this town. My heart's still heavy. I might hook up with strangers feeling like a danger to myself, but I ain't ready for this life on my own. Yeah, I ain't ready to be alone. And then one night stand is exactly what you would think it's about. Yeah. You know, you're in a relationship and you wish that it became a one night stand and not this long drawn out thing. So I think it's yeah. funny that you guys are pulling from both sides. That's cool. 
they're both really good songs. I just think it's hilarious. That yeah. completely <laughs> different. And I, I was listening to them last night because I was like, let me just listen to them again. And I was like, holy shit. Like one's talking about not wanting to be alone. The other one Funny thing is that was not done intentionally. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't. Like, I'm hey, sure it wasn't. Uh, uh, you know, let's uh, let's do the flip side of this. I A big thing on how we've kind of figured out how to write is um, experience. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, we've kind of both agreed that we don't want to put out a song that means nothing. So yeah. any song that we put out, we want there to be a meaning and just, you know, something behind it of whether that's experience or just, I don't know, anything. You just, lyrics got to mean something. And um, that just helps too when you sing it. You know, you got you got something pushing you to sing a little bit harder uh, just because it does mean something. Yeah. And um, it is from either A, experience or, you know, something that you know has happened. So, um, yeah, kind of kind of funny though that that's how that worked out because that was not done intentionally whatsoever. I think it's hilarious. I think what you said is important though, is that you're, you're writing from experience and, although that experience might, might hurt either one of you or both of you, or, you know, however you may see it, but it, that experience might be a negative experience, but still coming from the heart and it's still something that means something to you. So you're not putting out just whatever, like these are songs that you're still going to want to play 10, 15 years down the line because it could happen again, unfortunately. Right. So like, you never know. Um, yeah. Right. So I think that's important. I think that that really, that shows that you guys are, that you guys are songwriters your artists but your songwriters and um because a lot of people aren't a lot of people are like yeah i can sing and you know play the guitar and yeah, i can play instruments but i don't know how to write um and when you know how to write i think i think more powerful songs come out definitely a learning curve on it right it's crazy so which one do you do, do you guys uh equally write or does does one write more than the other um i i usually the way we usually do it is is um I mean, I, I usually he's he's better than guitar at me, so I, I usually write um, a little bit more. But what I'll do is I'll lay down a verse or something. I'll get stuck, um, and then we'll we'll get together, and yeah. he'll help me, you know, figure out where I'm going wrong. We'll change it. He'll throw lines in, and then we kind of just come together, and then you know, that's how we finish the song. It's um, a back and forth kind of game. Alone was actually the first song we ever wrote, first like country <laughs> song we ever wrote. So. We don't really like it, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where it's cool to look back and um, this is where it's like, you got two heads instead of one. So like, we'll go and both start writing, maybe same idea. And then we'll just link and be like, what you got. And then this is what we got. And then we just kind of mash them together. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, we have stuff that just like, we don't look for a song and it just hits us. Um, We got, we went up to Nashville uh, last, what was it? Saturday? Yeah. It was last week, and yeah. um, so we went up there, and um, we were meeting some guys and checking out a studio up there, and we got a hotel, and literally, we found ourselves 3 a.m. just freaking writing a song that we didn't even expect we were going to be writing, and we started writing it, fell asleep, woke up the next morning, finished it as soon as we woke up, and it was just like, boom, we had a song and a night right there that, again, we weren't looking for it we didn't even have an idea walking in. It just kind of happened. And so yeah. those are some of my favorites though. They just like, that's how they work out. That's how they happen. It's, those, those are, and honestly, those are some of the best ones. I remember, um, you know, I've talked to a handful amount of people where I go, how long did this song come take to come out? Right. Cause you think, you think people sit down and I, and I've said this time and time again, and I still say is that I can't fathom the idea of how someone could sit there and write alone. I just don't, I mean, it's not my thing and I don't get it, but I think it's impressive nonetheless. But 
I think the best ones, some of the best songs are the ones where you're like, I feel like this probably took three days to sit there or like, you know, an entire day, you know, 10 hours to figure out. But some people are like, no, I wrote a song in an hour. And it's a, it's a smash hit. It's a smash hit. So I think that's so awesome that, that, that you guys as young songwriters have the capability of sitting there and, and grinding out an entire song and being happy with the final product. Yeah. It's hard that's a do. big thing too for, for us. I know myself especially is like, I never want to have to rush a song because a rush song is not as real of lyrics, you know? Um, I mean, we can both scroll through our notes all day long and there's so many unfinished songs and we have some of our friends who are like, why don't y'all release those? And it's just like, they're not ready yet. Yeah. And some of them will just be missing, you know, like a, a third verse or something, right. but that third verse has to mean something. It's not something you just want to toss lines and you know, that that's it. Right. But, that, that third verse can come a year from now. You can go through something and you know that you could finish that verse. So, I mean, it, there's no timetable of when you don't, you, you're right. You never want to rush something. Now, some songs, some songs are rushed and, you know, they come out fantastic. I mean, um, I don't know if y'all know Mitch Rozelle, but he came out with a, uh, he writes for Garth and he's, you know, a, a very, very big songwriter in, in, in Nashville and in country music in general. But he came out with a song called 2020 about, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, right? It's like, it was like number one on the charts for like a couple of weeks. And he wrote it in two weeks. He wrote it in a week, recorded it the next week and put it out the week after that. That's Three it. weeks. Yeah. It happens like that sometimes. Yeah. It, it really does. does. It does. It depends. It depends on experience. There's no, there's no, everyone's, everyone's path to how this happens is no two the same. It's all different. Yeah. It's all different. And that's really important to think about when you, when you think about, you know, chasing that dream right i'm sure people have told you i'm sure you tell people that you have this dream of being you know country music stars and people probably look at you and say okay but i mean and they may brush it off or they may be like hell yeah but the ones that are brushing it off don't realize about all the work that comes in and also it could happen like this with a world of social media it could happen overnight so right yeah you just got it. That's it. It's a grind doing this crap. This crap is a grind. Apparently podcasting is a big thing. Now people love to podcast and you can make a living doing podcasting. That's not, that's not what I do, but I'm saying yeah. you can, <laughs> you can, um, you easily can. So it's just a grind. You, if you get your name out there, you know, people are going to, people are going to listen. People are going to understand. And you know, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to gravitate to you. And as long as you're not, you know, spitting any BS or blowing smoke out your ass. Yeah, that's one thing too. Also, you know, it's just like not everyone sees what happens behind closed doors. They don't, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people just get to hit play on a Spotify playlist. But mm -hmm. in order to, you know, do that song, there's not only the time writing it, figuring out melodies and chords, but I mean, you got studio time. You're you're sacrificing other things to to push something you love. You got money, exactly. Yeah, no, that's definitely a big part of it. You know, when you're balling on a college budget like we are, it's just like. Yeah. You know, sometimes stuff doesn't happen as quick as we would like it to. Um, it's one of those things where we just got to, you know, keep praying and keep keep knowing that there's a bigger plan. And if we keep our priorities straight, you know, big man upstairs is going to take care of us. That's it. Um, so that's it. You're right. You're 100 percent right. So you guys played at the um, um, at the when when uh, Upstar Music and and uh, RCN did the collab, you guys were, were a part of the uh, virtual showcase and um you guys killed it, crushed it, absolutely crushed it. There's a lot of playing that went into that one. We had a uh, lot, a couple of curveballs came into that one. A couple of cancel cancelizations. All this stuff came into a couple of bad connections. 
bad, we were on that part. A couple of bad connections. <laughs> there. Dude, hey. dude, we couldn't figure that stupid thing out. It kept like kicking us off. I was like, what is happening? Hey, but as long as it went through, that's all that matters. I'll tell you, there's a bunch of people that had, there's connection issues. But of course, in, in the world where, where internet is so important, that's just going to happen. I mean, you're not, you're not. Roll with the punches. Roll with it. Keep on keeping on. That's what I like to say. But something that, that was kind of cool that came out of that is, you know, I sat here and watched from 10 a.m. till 11 at night. Both days I sat in front of my computer just to make sure nothing went wrong. People I wanted to see, new people I wanted to see. To be honest with you guys, I didn't know you prior. Yeah. So I was, so when, when it was someone new, I mean, we had, we had, 48 people on that thing there were a few people that i wasn't going to know there's a few people jamie didn't know so it was kind of nice to just like find new people right so i remember sitting there watching you guys and i had friends tuning in and stuff like that um but not all my friends love country music and not all of them give it a shot but i had a friend he texted me right after your your guys's um your guys's set there and uh he goes he he goes hey do you guys do you know uh those guys downtime i was like yeah i I didn't know them prior but I, i know them now and he was like, they played that one song, One Night Stand. I said, yeah. And he said, he said, I really liked it. Like, I really, really liked it. And I really like them. Do they have more music? I said, they have one other song. They're very new, but uh, they're really good. And he was like, I'm going to keep listening to them because you never know. And he, and a couple of weeks ago, I was with them and he was like, you guys, you're going to have those guys downtime on yet? I was like, I just scheduled today. I just did it today. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool, right? I mean, yeah, the, the outreach we had with that was uh, was pretty awesome. And although, you know, in the time, it may not have seemed that there was like it may not seem like there was more than you know ten people on a live at a time, but we share them and then they go out. So, yeah. you know, the whole idea was awesome. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work, and we worked hard on it. And it came out great. Um, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was super fun. Yeah. I just want to tell you that little snippet because I thought it'd be a, a cool little story to uh, yeah, dude. In the middle, but um. My friend Matt, he's a big fan of you guys. He's a big fan. All right, Matt. <laughs> All right, Matt. There's your shout out, Matt. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so how'd you guys come up with the uh come up with the name? Was there was there any uh reason behind it or did you just go, hey, this sounds cool, let's go with it? Um, so again a little bit, looking up to a group like Musketon Bloodline, it's like wow, what a sick name that like I mean, how do you how do you match something like that trying to be a country duet as well um you know a name was something just like a song we didn't want to rush we didn't want to just be like hey let's you know just be something quick where we can start trying to put stuff together um and downtime really started kind of out as an idea and we were like how did we start playing music you know what did that look like and it was literally we were playing guitar hanging out in our downtime and so we just were like, how can we incorporate the start of us into a name? And um, that's just kind of what it came to be was we were hanging out, had no vision, no really sense of direction, but we knew we loved music and that's what we did in our downtime. And the uh, name kind of stuck. We started carrying it. There it is. Hey, I think it's good. Sweet and to the point. You know how Muscat and Bloodline came up with their name? Someone asked them once. Do you know how? I don't. I do not they, know were, they were literally just like, well, because Muscadine is – well, a grape, right? Or, a, or a, right? And then they were like, um, "What kind of goes with muscle?" And they're from Alabama, so you know that's yep. that's the thing too. And they're like, "Oh, this kind of makes sense." There's like no deep meaning behind it at all, besides the fact that it sounds cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> sick. I mean, it's yeah. I so like when it's shortened to the point, it's cool. I think it's awesome. Yeah, 
yeah like like go with it I, I i think when you have something crazy like i don't know i don't even i can't even think of something that's nuts but if you have something like that's weird it's just like you want something that someone's going to remember it's yeah. like easy to remember of course they're going to remember a name like downtime is short like it's not like anything nuts where you're like oh is it this or that um so that's for from a marketing standpoint that's a really good idea that's a, that, that that was a, that was a smart move as i like to say i think that was nah, a a, a, good, a good move on your end um yeah. So, uh, like, like you guys said, you, you both, uh, Simon, you played the piano, uh, and the guitar, obviously. So was for the, I'm going to get into a little bit of the guitar thing for you because I, a couple years ago, started to try and pick up the guitar. I was about, I think I was like eight, 19 or so when I tried, it didn't work out well. I tried when I was a kid and it didn't work out well. I tried again. It's in my room. I have it. I just, yeah. suck it. I just suck at it. But I'm sure with you with a piano background, it was easier to pick up when it comes to chords and things like that. And like notes and things I could never get, I can never do it. I don't even know if I give it a shot again, maybe I could, I, I'm going to probably say I can't, but um, (laughs) was there a, like, was it, was it uh, easy to pick up for you or was it like kind of. Yeah. I just, I just pretty much taught myself. I just used YouTube and that. watch videos but you kind of have in the background a piano and the chords and i play by ear so being able to do that kind of helped me pick it up a lot easier than i would have um, without having that background but i feel like playing by ear also helped me a lot too um, finding the keys and, and you know what chords go together and stuff so for sure i, I feel that that helped me out a lot um can you read music or no i, I can't See, that's even cooler. I, my uncle, my uncle's been playing guitar for years. He doesn't know how to read music and he still can't. And he's a really good guitar player. But if you play, like, if you play him any song, he can play the whole thing. He can play the whole thing back. So that's really, that's, that's a talent that I don't think a lot of people have, but something I I learned about, you said you learned off YouTube and stuff. And that's, that's kind of how I tried to learn. And I think the cool thing when it comes to country music, and um, I think this is cool. Some people maybe not, but I think this is cool that with the, a set of three chords you can pretty much play any song as long oh yeah as you for sure we rotate our some of our same chords you know just for a sense of getting words that, like out and down um we'll play some of our some of our favorites or d and g like we'll just roll between those two and be like how can we make a melody fit and then right. we can always play with it and change it around yeah. but um yeah so it doesn't necessarily have to be anything complex or anything like that you know yeah yeah See, that's, that's why I think it's awesome. And that's why, that's why I love, um, when I, when I made my pitch to, to a lot of people, when I first started out doing this, my big thing was the reason why I started this is because the thing I love about country music, you could take those three chords, you could take a true story. Like they say, the the cliche, the cliche three chords and the truth kind of thing, and you can make it a hit and it could be some of the best music that you ever hear in your entire life. And it is the most bare, bare, and just, there's not a lot to it, but it's incredible. So that's my favorite thing about it. And that's why when I was like, yo, I'm going to start trying to play the guitar. I, all I really wanted to do was, was strum and play a couple of chords and like just play the songs that I like. I didn't want to get all crazy. I'm not like freaking slash over here. I'm not trying to, you know, get all nuts. Um, but that's awesome. So did you, did you both, did, well, uh, Dawson, you said you were singing and playing the guitar for a while. So maybe not for you, but for Simeon, were you, were you playing the guitar and trying to sing? Was it hard? to try to get the- um yeah it took me it took me a little bit to learn how to do that um especially you know strumming and singing came a little bit easier but like you know picking and different patterns and stuff that kind of 
it was it's different from piano because you know you're it's just a lot different but it's also similar in the same way so um yeah it, it took me a little bit but it obviously having that piano background helped me out a lot but yeah yeah it, it took me a little bit to learn how to do that do you uh so why'd you start playing the piano in the first place then was it was it a church thing or was it um so we had we always had a piano in our house nobody ever played it my brother he's he's ridiculous at it um nice. he taught himself all that he, he doesn't sing but he can he can literally play anything so i kind of learned growing up like watching him um just play it he would just play and you know, i just watch him and just watch all this crazy stuff he could do on it and i was like i want to be able to do that um so you know kind of watching him and then i kind of that's kind of grew that love for piano and then i started playing in church um writing songs on the piano and so i guess that's kind of uh grew nice to know and you know nice what, but. so influence wise who do you both have who do you who do you besides besides muscadine like what'd you kind of grow up listening to where you really where you realized that this was um stuff that you wanted to pull into obviously you said muscadine and and um the guys like Cameron marlow and things like that but any, anyone like could, could you give me a uh uh, a moment maybe. maybe let's say this this might be a little bit tough but could you give me when you're well like when you were a kid right you're driving around and you listen to something were you ever like well that'd be cool to do for a living one day possibly maybe um i i think you know not a lot of people listen to them anymore but i think my biggest uh, influence with the way i write now and just the kind of style is completely different but i still have that background it was little river band i don't know um, I just, their music and the way they write, um, Down on the Border is my favorite song by them. Um, and I remember my dad would play that. He'd have a, he had a little XM radio. He didn't listen to the normal radio. He always had, um, you know, that, that station on. So I was always listening to them, uh, Well and Jennings, Chicago, nice. uh, all those old bands. Um, but I, I remember my dad telling, my dad was in a band in college. Um, I remember him telling me about, uh, how he played and how he played um, there at the beach. And I remember him telling me, I was probably 13 when he told me this, he's playing at the beach and he played a little river band song. And he said um, that it was just the most, you know, fun he had ever had. Yeah. He just told me about that. He played bass, so he didn't really do anything, but he just, he kind of told me. How, <laughs> Trashing on your dad was, playing bass. I mean, Damn, he, come he, on. You know, he, he wasn't, he wasn't anything too crazy. He just liked music, but. He uh, he kind of he, he told me he would always tell me you know stories and the backgrounds of all these songwriters and, and who Little River Band was and like he would always just so I guess those kind of stories growing up and uh, kind of made me love music without even realizing it um, and as I got older I was like you know I told him the other day I was like I I didn't even realize I'd like I love this music so much you know this music that you, I grew up on until I realize it now but um, yeah I feel like that. Just watching, just listening to those music, yeah. going up. Like those artists really helped me love music. But that's awesome. That's awesome, Dawson. What did you, uh, what did you listen to growing up? What do you think? So, um, dad was really big into Pat Green, Garth Brooks, hey. the Commodores. Actually, I don't even know if uh, a lot of people may not know who those guys are, but Lionel Richie, Darius yeah. Rucker. Um, yeah. So. It was it was kind of cool for me to see my transition of I was like like I wasn't looking for music 
music kind of found me. And so through that, I was able to really start listening to di- breaching, you know, branching out a little bit and kind of seeing what my style was and stuff like that. And so I, it kind of clicked for me a little bit. Um, we have a buddy, Brian Fuller, he lives up in Nashville and um, he, and he saw that we had started kind of trying to do music a little bit and um, had found, his song on YouTube back in high school and it's like, it literally had like a thousand views. I was like, this dude's going to be something like, I just, I know he is. And, um, I showed Simeon when I met him, he was like, that song's ridiculous. It was buzzing like you and kind of like one of his first, um, ones that he had kind of put out at the time. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I like the way he writes. I like all that stuff. And we actually got to go up there and hang out with him. And, um, I just remember listening to him and just like the way that he wrote it. It wasn't just music at that point. Like mm-hmm. it showed me that you write your music and then you sing what you write about. So right. the music kind of comes after that, but you write first. And right. so from that point on, I really had different ears with everything. And, um, you know, we talked about them already, but like Cameron Marlowe, his lyrics, he tells a story with every song that he has. And so it's kind of cool to not just listen to a song, but to hear what the song's saying. Um, so, yeah, I would say those were definitely some guys. My, my pre-music, um, I just was a listener and then loved, loved it, um, but really started really loving music once I kind of figured out, hey, like, listen to what the music's saying. I'm so, so I'm so glad you said that because I the the reason the the the, the real reason why I asked you, why I asked you guys that was because I think like growing up as kids like our like obviously like our dad and our parents you know they they play things that they grew up with right and that, that they like and they try and influence you in that way and I I always say that you know country music found me later in life I didn't start listening until I was probably late junior in high school maybe a senior in high school. Um, and then even then you said the word listening, right? You weren't really, you, you were, you were just hearing it. You weren't actually listening to what it was saying. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I didn't grab onto that until probably about sophomore year of college. Right. I was just kind of listening. And also like my style, my, my style evolved. Right. So when I was a kid, I grew up with the Bruce Springsteen's and the Bob Seegers and the Eagles yep. and, you know, yep. and, and, and Eric Clapton's and, you know, I don't know all those guys They're like, Bruce and Seeger and, and the Eagles, like those guys were my idols. Like I was like, whoa, these guys are sick. They're rock stars. They're awesome. And then you, you grow up a little bit and that's not what your friends are listening to. So you kind of change what you're listening to. For, for me, from where I live, everyone was listening to a lot of like pop and, and a rap and things like that. And yeah, for me, it's okay. I'm sure you guys like rap and like all that stuff too. But for me, I was like, yeah, um, the new rap I'm not a fan of. It's just not my thing, but at all but um i think when i got to college i started listening to just it's like 80 percent country then everything like everything like classic rock it's basically where it says like ccr classic rock and then country and then a little bit of r&b and like blues sticking there too so like it's but it's all but at the end of the day it's all people who have good voices and know how to play instruments and like that's what i'm listening to so I, I like how you said, like, you know, you started analyzing music at a later, at a later time. Cause I did the same thing. And that's obviously why I started this because no one, none of my friends wanted to hear me talk about some country music they had not, that they had no idea about. Right. No one yeah. did. So that's why I started this because I needed somewhere to talk about it. Unless, unless I want to keep chewing the ears of my friends. So yeah. I didn't want to do that. And um, I think it's awesome that both of you have, 
you know, older influences and then the younger guys where they're, they're starting to move in like Karen Marlowe, right? He's, he's young for the, for, for breaking in, but he's also not. Cause in my opinion, give him a couple of months and everyone's got every single person's going to know his name, but yeah. Um, so I like underground guys are probably some of my favorite ones to listen to Ernest. Like no one even knows that he really writes like with Morgan Wallen on everything, but Ernest oh is God. crazy good artist. Ray Fulcher. Well. Ray Fulcher. Yeah. Oh my. Ray Fulcher is our oh, dude. Yeah. Like we, we love Ray Fulcher. Yeah. Ray Fulcher. Like Drew Parker, Drew Parker, yep. Larry Fleet. Do you guys know Larry Fleet? Oh yeah. Larry uh, Fleet. Yeah. My dude. Larry's my dude. He's yeah. awesome. He's sick. You know the story about Larry Fleet? He's like in his like mid to late thirties or something like that. And he was, he was, um, I'm plugging my own episode. I should just make you guys go listen to it. He was a freaking, uh, uh, he worked in construction. He tried to do music, didn't work, went to do construction and then became just like a wedding singer with his band just for fun, just to play music. And he went to play a wedding one night and, uh, someone said, Hey, Larry, you really should show, you should really show out tonight. Like you should give it your all. Jake Owen's going to show up. Jake Owen found Larry rest is history. Larry's now playing the highway. He's got some massive smash hits. So like, like we talked about before, it happens overnight. And, Some of the underground guys, people don't understand. And I, I tell this to all my friends when they say, yeah, I'm not a fan of country music. Any of my friends that are like, or the classic line, I'm sure you guys don't get that crap out there, but here we get this a lot. I get the classic. I listen to everything but country. That's always everything. Mm-hmm. But country. Heard it before. Yep. It's my least favorite line, guys. My least favorite line. Yeah. My if response I'm- is always... Uh- you know, maybe, maybe we can change that. That's, yeah, what, right? that's what I like to say. That's it. That's it. I say that. I say, let, let's change it. Cause I promise you no matter what, and you guys are doing music. I'm doing this. We have music coming out of the wazoo, right? I can find something for you that you're going to like, whether that be more poppy, whether it be more traditional, whether that be like a Brantley Gilbert, Jacob Bryant, rock heavy. That's right. yeah. You're going to find something you're going to like at the end of the day. My buddy, Matt found you guys. He likes you guys. He doesn't love, I mean, he started listening to it more because he likes to say that uh, when it's sad boy hours, he turns on some sad country. Yeah. We all love to do it. Music for real, real lyrics. It's yeah. real. It brings out the soft side in all of us. Right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it brings out the heartbreak in all of us. That's why it's fantastic. That's why we all love it. Let's not, let's stop lying. It, it, it yeah. gets, gets our in touch with our uh, inner self. There you <laughs> go. But, um, I think that's so cool what you guys are doing. And I, tr- I truly mean this when I say this is that I, I think that um, the way you guys are doing it is, is the right way. I think you're putting out song, you, you know, you have songs and you're writing songs that matter and you have songs that matter to you guys and matter to someone else. And people are allowed to, are, are capable of relating with the stuff that you're writing. You're not just putting shit out just because you want, and you're not rushing it. Like you guys said, you're not rushing it. You're putting it out just because you think that it can be successful. And if you think it's going to be successful, other people are also going to think it's going to be successful. You're not just putting stuff out because you blew up on, I don't know, some app or something like that. Yeah. A bunch of people, and you're not just like, oh, I'm going to like put out a cover. There's nothing wrong with that. But the, but the way you're doing it, I think you're doing it the right way. I think you're, you're, it might take time. It's anything that comes good that is going to take time, right? So it might take time, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen for you guys. I, I'm not, there, there is in no way there's no doubt in my head that, that it's going to happen. True. Truly. I really think you guys are doing it the right way. I think you guys are putting out some great stuff and um, honestly good for you guys. Really, really good. Oh, for you guys. Really? They got merch guys. They got merch out now. That's awesome. We had a little conversation merch about that. That's a new step up in the, uh, in the, uh, in the business here. Everyone wants merch. It's so cool to have yeah. your own merch. So that's, sure. that's, 
that's fun. That's that's super fun. Uh, are you guys Braves fans by chance? Sure. Yeah. I knew, I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were yeah. gonna say that bullshit. Go Yankees. Come on. Come yeah, on. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I, got a chop. Yeah, you got 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 a chop. I uh, I um, you know, I, I don't mind the Braves. I like the Braves. I, yeah. I, I got nothing against them. I, I think they're good. I think they are good. I think you guys uh, struggle when it comes to everything else. So the Falcons, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We do have sure. a tendency to get stomped on and other poor Georgia football. Oh, breaks yeah. my heart. Breaks yeah. my heart. Poor Georgia football. Um, I, we're both Auburn fans, so we don't have to worry about that, but we're, we're not going to talk about this past season. Uh, <laughs> it, it was just, we were practicing. It was on purpose. Next year, we're ready. <laughs> he said it was on purpose. Come yeah. on. Come on. Did you both play baseball? Um, I did for a little bit. I didn't play after sophomore year, though. I played basketball nice. all the way up until I graduated. So. Nice. I nice. played baseball, like, year-round, all through travel ball and high school and all that stuff so what'd you play i feel like you're a pitcher i don't know why um i pitched a little bit kind of early on i was really dude i was i was everywhere i i caught my freshman and sophomore year pitched a little bit then i went infield shortstop third base and they stuck me in the outfield like i've i've been everywhere so that's dope growing up i was a catcher i I caught until and then i i stop playing right before high school i wasn't gonna make the team let's be honest but um <laughs> I, I i stopped playing right before high school i wrestled all my life and that's that's kind of what i did you know growing yeah. up and through high school and whatever which is a, a, a brutal sport as i like to say yeah respect but, for uh, wrestling for sure oh my god oh it's uh it's a whole different animal. breed well they are i'm just shell of what a different breed i, I, I can't get you know cross-faced and expect to not hit them in the face with a hey i like how you know what that is that's cool yeah i just that that ain't me you know (laughs) gotta keep the tempers well that's why you don't let them cross-face you that's why you do the cross okay there you go this is why i didn't wrestle right here (laughs) you don't you don't give them the shot that's all i gotta say you just don't even give them the chance you you, you make them feel it before uh before uh before they can make you feel it my coach used to always say because you know there's obviously rules and stuff when you when you cross-face keep your thumb up and just punch it hard, but don't act. You can't wind up or obviously they're going to stop it. But if you hit it hard enough, it'll hurt. It'll hurt. You yeah. can break a nose doing that. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. A lot of fun yeah. guys. Thanks for coming to hang out. I appreciate it. This has been fun. It's been fun getting to know you guys. And obviously we've been talking on social media for a little bit and um, uh, it's awesome to uh, kind of get the whole backstory on you guys and see where you're going to grow. And uh I'm really excited to see your journey. I'll, I'll be there following it every step of the way. So thanks for coming to hang out with me. I really appreciate you guys. Yeah. Well, thank we you for having us, dude. Yep. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Guys, this is another episode of Remember Country Music Podcast. Um, go and check out Downtime um, wherever you listen to music. Um, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Music, Google, all of it. Go check it out. It's all there. Um, they're awesome. Follow them on social media, Instagram, at Downtime, right? All one word. All right. Go follow them at Downtime underscore music. Um, get any updates on shows and things like that and um any new music guys got any new music in the uh in the works that you can uh, tease possibly or you got to keep it on the yeah for sure we're always rotten i'll tell you that and uh we're hoping uh we'll sneak peek here but um frame early march into february we'll see what happens that's but all that's i need the, that's the goal right now so we'll maybe start dropping some some promos here soon and sneak peeking a little bit but i love it i love it keep grinding guys keep doing your thing go give them a follow go listen to all the music anywhere and everybody this is another episode of remember country music remember to rate subscribe give us five stars if you love the episode and follow us on instagram at rcm underscore podcast as always that's downtime i'm kyle we'll see you guys next time peace out